0: To know that you really do have choices in life, and the way that you choose to react has obviously very serious implications for not only your life, but your partner's life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, take that to heart, and um, don't poo-poo it, Mm -hmm. and know that, again, you can do something about your life.
1: This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss a new study that looks at how a happy marriage, a happy spouse act, in fact, impacts the longevity of life. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, the talented Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, it's Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is also the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, okay. So I, you know me, I'm a sucker for studies. And so we have yet another study this week. Um, and it doesn't seem too far off of some of the things that we've talked about in the past, but there is, there are some differences. So the study, uh, the conclusion of the study I should just start off with, uh, suggests that people with happy spouses may actually live longer. Um, So we know that having a happy spouse means that you're more likely to have a longer marriage. But this study, as I just mentioned, suggests that it's the happier spouse may actually help you live longer, not just your marriage, but your life. Does that make sense to you, um, that these two would go hand in hand like that?
0: Will you excuse me if I just try to be a little glib about this and say, well, you know, the old saying, oh, a happy wife yeah. is a happy life. <laughs> right. Right. That was <laughs> no, honestly, no, that it,
1: was like the headline or the <laughs> opening line of about 10 articles that wrote about this study. Was is that. that right? Oh yeah it, that was, right? yeah. it was on the tip of everybody's tongue.
0: Okay. So no, um, it does not surprise me. It makes sense that um, if your spouse is happy, that um, you will also be happy, Um, and obviously we're going to dig into that a little bit you know, into in this podcast as to why that is so, but it makes perfect sense to me that these two things would go hand in hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the first thing would be uh, to give a little more background on the on the research that was done here. So they uh, the researchers examined data on forty four hundred couples in the United States uh, who were over the age of fifty, and they studied them for eight years. Um, and I should also mention that ninety nine percent of the couples, I do believe. Were um, heterosexual. And there were some people in there who weren't um, legally married, but they were committed uh, long term partners. So I would mm-hmm. add those two little things in there. Um, so at the end of the study, Uh, At the end of the eight years, 16% of those that they were following had passed away. Uh, Those who died tended to be older, male, less educated, less wealthy, less physically active, and in poor health than those who were still alive. Um, I guess the health thing would be obvious, right? Um, Yes. Those who died also tended to report lower relationship satisfaction, lower life satisfaction, and having a partner who also reported lower life satisfaction. And so um, the one interesting piece in uh, this that the researchers found was that a spouse's life satisfaction was even a better predictor of a participant's mortality than the participant's own life satisfaction. So that was a lot of information. Do you have any thoughts?
0: Yes. Um, So... If we look at some of the literature on depression, what we found um, is that, first of all, misery um, loves company, and that it's contagious. So if your spouse, somebody that you're living with day in and day out, is depressed or unhappy, you're going to be depressed and unhappy as well. It's going to have an impact on you. And you... Um, Aside from just being around that negative energy, if your spouse is just, you know, not happy with life, think about what that person is going to be like. They're not going to want to do anything. They're not going to have any interest in anything. And if this is your partner, then that's going to end up having an effect on the way you live your life. So, you know, honey, do you want to go out for a drive? No, I'm not. How about if we, you know, um, uh, go spend the day and uh, uh, look at these, uh, the new exhibit that's in the museum? Nah, it's not really for me. So, you know, your your life is going to be impacted and you're going to end up not doing much, not socializing much, um, not getting involved in very much, and... You know, really um, being very limited because your spouse is so negative um, in their, in the way that they're, I hesitate to say it, living life, because I don't know that they're really living life.
1: Mm, Okay. Um, So, I just uh, want to... You don't
0: agree? Do you not agree with that?
1: No, no, no. I want to just add that while you were um, giving your explanation, um, the, the Skype cut out just a, a second. Ah. Um, so I just want to say that um, you were saying that when you ask your, um, and this is where the thing cut out, so um, uh, pardon this, listeners, uh, but you were saying that when um, you ask your partner if they want to go out for a drive um, and they say no, that's going to affect you um And would you care to restate that really quick? Well,
0: because it's going to affect you because, you know, whatever you might want to show an interest in is going to be dampened. Right. Um, And so whatever things you want to do, if this is who you're sharing your life with – you're not going to get to do them. And so eventually it's going to become very um, boring, dull, yucky, negative. Um, Even if you try to have a conversation with somebody who's very unhappy in their life, it's very hard to... Feel good about your life. If you're around somebody who is negative, that energy gets transmitted. There's been research which indicates that you can read your partner's energy from up to 20 feet away. So if, if you've been, you know doing a little activity on your own and your partner walks in the door and they're very negative or just very unhappy about something, as soon as they walk in the door, you can pick up that energy and now that's going to cast, you know, a negative, yucky lousy feeling, you know, the rest of the evening. Mm -hmm. And so that has to have an effect on you. It's going to impact you. You take that energy in. Have you ever walked into a room where you can say, wow, the energy is so, you know, bad in here, you can cut it with a knife. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you can feel Mm -hmm. energy and it does have an impact on you. So absolutely, your spouse's... um, sense of how satisfied in life is very much not going to only impact them, but impact their partners as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So, I was, as I mentioned, I read a bunch of different articles on this very specific study, and in one of the articles, the researcher um, mentioned that life satisfaction is known to be associated with behaviors that can affect health. Um, mm-hmm. This is some, you know, kind of what you were talking about, including diet, exercise. Um, whereas people who have a happy, active spouse uh, are more likely to have an active, healthy lifestyle themselves, um, and so uh, the opposite. Uh, can be true on all this. So if you feel bad, you'll take on poor health habits and your mm-hmm. spouse will likely participate mm-hmm. in those poor health habits. Um, so, okay. So we know this, right? So we know that you walk into the room, you feel bad energy. You know, that if your spouse has this bad, poor health habit, that you are more likely to just, um, fall in line with that. And there's a variety of reasons, including convenience, which I don't think gets talked about a lot, but, um, how can couples break this cycle if they feel like you walk into the room and there is that bad energy and you don't feel like the satisfaction is there? Um, Because if, if healthy perpetuates healthy and uh, negative propels uh, perpetuates uh, negative, how can you, how can you cut that wire?
0: Well, you know, first of all, you have to be aware that it's going on because, as we've said in the past, mm-hmm. you can't change anything if you're not aware. Now, um, I don't think that you can come on as gung ho and come on, let's change this and, you know, let's really do something differently. I think it's going to have to be little steps and um, it's going to you know, you're going to have to know your partner. So, um, if exercise is not their thing, don't say, okay, let's start going to the gym every day together. But, you know, if whatever area it is that you know that your partner is likely to go along with, I would start doing something little mm-hmm. and say, You know, I'd really like to try this and I'd like you to come along with me and, you know, do something that will um, be attractive to them. Um, You know, maybe agree to do a chore that, you know, quid pro quo, that if you do this, you know, you've been bugging me to clean this out. I'd really like you to try this with me Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I'll clean that closet for you or whatever. But in other words, just get it going. A lot of times people, especially if you're negative or depressed, it's very hard to get going. Um, So you just want to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can just get a little bit of movement and then the person sees that it's um, working, that they feel good about it, um, then they're more likely to do it a little bit more. And something just occurred to me. Yeah, I have been trying to get my husband to meditate for a really, really long time. I think there are just so many benefits to meditating. And I talked to him about it theoretically, and he says, yes, 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 and then nothing comes of it. Recently, I Um, I signed up for, and I'm not meaning to plug this, but it it really was wonderful, a 21-day challenge from Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey. Mm. And so I started listening to it, and what I'm about to tell you is almost laughable. Mm. They only kept the episodes up for a couple of days, so you sort of had to keep up with it. So, you know, Steve, I run such a busy, crazy life that one day... I was going to lose the episode and I hadn't done the meditation. So I say to Rich, would you mind very much if I do this meditation while we're in the car? He's driving. Mm -hmm. So he says, no, it's fine with me. Now, generally, Oprah would do the introduction about the concept and then Deepak would talk about it further and then you do the meditation. So he now hears the concept Mm -hmm. and at the end of the um, meditation that day, he says, wow, that's really very interesting, and I really thought what they had to say was very profound. I said, oh, you know, great. And then a couple days later, we're in the same situation. I'm on a different episode, and again, we do the same thing. He said, that's really great. He said, could you send that to me? I said, well, I really can't because it's, you know, you know leaving, yeah. but we can buy the whole series. He said, yeah, let's buy it. Well, anyway, long story short, I bought it, and now we're doing it together. Oh, that's great. And you know, it's like, because like when you have to go to the gym and you don't want to go, but if you have a buddy, you go. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. we, we do it every day together. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, you know... It's not like I planned it, yeah. but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So he's now getting on board with this idea of we should be meditating every day. Let's get to our meditation.
1: And that's a perfect example, too, of you taking on a healthy habit and it then influencing the lifestyle of your spouse. Yes. Um, it's it's inter- The other thing that I was thinking, too, um, you were talking about, you know, let's just do it kind of a thing. I know sometimes when um, Jess and I, when we have things that we need to do around the house or something where they might not be something that either of us are really excited about, Mm -hmm. we will tell each other, okay, how about you do this and I'll do that, um, for like the next hour and then we'll go have lunch or something along those lines where it's like, look, if you're willing to buckle down and do it and I'm willing to buckle down and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, um, it's, I mean, it's not the same thing as misery loves company, but it's there's an equitability to it that makes it like okay, if you're gonna do this thing, like I can do this thing too, and then we will reward each other um, right. at the end of it. So, right there's that there was that kind of a thing too, because I know not everything is you know super fun and awesome. Like sometimes you just have to kind of do some grunt work in yeah. life. And yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great story. I love that. Uh, okay, so then. Um, we, we've talked about this before, but I think it is worth, worth mentioning again that the study found that spouses of participants who died were also more likely to pass away within that eight-year observation period than were the spouses whose participants were still living. So mm-hmm. um, with this, do you think this is more related to all the factors that caused the death in the first place, which I mentioned up above about... Uh, less physically active, and less wealthy, and less educated, and da-da-da-da, or the fact that they uh, literally lost the will to live.
0: Okay, first of all, I want to clarify something for our listeners, because you know, it's not a secret that you sent me these questions before, right. and I read the study, of course, and when I read the question initially, and you said the eight-year observation period, I thought, is there an observation period after somebody dies? But what you mean is the period that they were observing the right. couples, right, okay, right. so I want to yeah. just clarify thank that. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think that it is related to um, all these other factors. But I think also that couples very much are um, tied into each other, and that more so probably for men than women, Mm -hmm. because men seem to be more um, dependent, their health and everything on um, a a woman, um, that they just don't do as well Mm -hmm. if they don't have that connection. So especially if their well-being is improved by relationships, which we know that it is. Mm-hmm. They they get to doctor's appointments more. They eat more healthily, health, healthy. Um, they're being watched more carefully by their partners. Um, so if the wife predeceases, I think they're more likely to pass um, – you know, in, in a relatively short time afterwards.
1: Mm -hmm. I, you were talking too earlier about how, um, you can sense, uh, the energy presence within 25 feet of your Mm -hmm. spouse. And I like, part of me also thinks that there's, there's an energy source there, right? And and that energy source just disappears. And Mm you literally lost that piece of energy that, that might have been sustaining you for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's that piece of it as well yeah um okay so then the last thing and I thought this was kind of interesting the researchers found that the perceived partner support was not related to lower participation participant mortality however higher partic- partner life satisfaction was related to more partner physical activity which corresponded to um, higher participant physical activity and lower participant mortality so is this something where when you're happy and healthy, you do things, um, and that perpetuate healthy, healthy lifestyle, and therefore you reap all the benefits that go along with it, creating this like healthy uh, cycle. I think
0: in general that when you're happier, you're more active. Mm-hmm. Again, um, when you're you know everything's on a continuum so if you're if you look at the depressive continuum the low end of depressive continuum is sadness and just being anxious or or just feeling blue or low Well, when you're in that state, you don't really have motivation. You don't really want to do things. Um, So, yes, I think the happier you are, the more you want to be out and active and involved. Um, And so then when you are, you know, the the more you get those benefits. And so that becomes, um, you know, more of a positive cycle for you.
1: And how much of this is like the chicken and the egg, too? Because when I was thinking of this, I was thinking, well, if you're not feeling good, um, you're Mm -hmm. not going to do these physically active things, which is not going to make you healthier, which is, you know what I mean? So um, I was kind of playing into that a little bit as well when I was writing this question of, um, again, this gets into like breaking the cycle. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to disregard the fact that some people have the opportunity to break the cycle and have it within their means to do so. And other people don't, um, where, or it's like radically more difficult. So I don't want to belittle, um, the challenges and the individual challenges that people face, but I do think there might be a little bit of a chicken and egg here, uh, scenario too.
0: I agree. Um, You know, but again, what we've been focusing on in this podcast is how happy is your partner and what impact does that have on your happiness? So, um, again, I think that, you know, if your partner is happy and positive, um, you can gain a lot um, by you know, riding on their coattails, so to speak. Right. Um, and, you know. <sighs> I, well, I was just
1: going to say, so I, so like when I'm thinking of this, like I'm also thinking about like, so let's just say your your spouse has some um, bad health news or mm-hmm. prognosis, mm-hmm. right? So let's yeah. just say that they were diagnosed with cancer, okay? hmm um, they're probably not going to be up and happy or whatnot, and that's going to have an effect on you that your spouse is feeling that way, um, mm-hmm. and therefore, you're not going to do all these things. But um, I, what I think is like really cool and important and, and interesting about this is if your spouse who is diagnosed with something, like again, going back to this example of cancer, um, they can take a positive approach to it that is a choice that they can make absolutely um and when they do that you would have more positive outcomes and i um i i will be blatant with my plug <laughs> so i uh, co-authored a book called life is short don't wait to dance and it's about a woman um who uh, one of the things that's mentioned in the book is how she was diagnosed with breast cancer and then she went on to do a lot of things within her life including getting more physically fit um, because of that was a doctor's recommendation and she chose to um, take a positive outlook on things because of the circumstances that she was in and the opportunities that she had where some people in the past didn't have those same opportunities of getting kind of the health and treatment that she was able to get no whether or not it would work or not, right? So um, that, that that's kind of what I wanted to toss into the mix here.
0: Yes, you know, and, and theoretically, I agree with you 100%. I think that we all have choice regardless of whether we have a diagnosis of a hangnail or, God forbid, cancer as to how we choose to react to it. That's theoretically. Uh And then the reality is that for any number of factors, um, there are some people who um, can't exert the ability to Um, work within the idea of, let me have a positive attitude, let me do everything I can do about this, you know, um, let me uh, look at my choices and not be totally uh, stymied over this. Um, And, and, you know, we could have a podcast on just a million different things that makes people go one way or the other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe we should. You know, yeah. maybe we should discuss that as well.
1: Um, well, it's interesting because you talk about like we know, for example, depression. There are chemical reactions going on in the body, and then people take medication to counterbalance mm-hmm. the, the the chemicals going on in their body. And so, um, it so it's one thing to say like, "Well, think this way," or you know, take a different spin. Um, but some people can afford the medication that makes them feel better to help them turn that corner, and other people can't afford the medication or don't have a job, and therefore they don't have medical health care healthcare and mm-hmm. on and on and on, which puts them at a... Com- Uh, like a radical disadvantage. So, like, I I feel like I get what you're saying.
0: Well, but you see, I think it also just depends on what your personality is like. If we look into the area, which we've discussed previously about positive psychology, we know that there are some people who are born Mm -hmm. more positive and other people who are born more grumpy, but there are things you can do to change that. Um, Because of the community that I live in right now, which is a 55 plus, unfortunately, I hear about sickness. Much Mm -hmm. too regularly. Mm -hmm. And I also can witness firsthand the different um, attitudes people take towards it. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who get totally down and out. And there are other people who say, look, this is what it is, and I'm going to deal with it. And quite frankly, and I'll be honest about this, I have walked many people through very grave illnesses, and I'm very good at helping, but if it happens to me, I don't know if I could be one of those brave people. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there's you know, um, there are lots of factors and it's not just, can you get a hold of the drugs that are going to make you happy? I think it has to do with your background, your personality, the way you've been brought up. I think there's a lot of different factors that go into how you look at life. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a great point. That's a really, really great point. Um, and with that, do you have any final points you'd like to make before we wrap up?
0: Well, the only final point would be to know that you really do have choices in life, and the way that you choose to react has obviously very serious implications for not only your life, but your partner's life, Mm -hmm. and so um, take that to heart. And um, don't poo-poo it mm-hmm. and know that, again, y- you can do something about your life. Mm-hmm.
1: Love it. Um, and that will be the final word. So, thank you so much, Karen. This was, this was fantastic. I, I feel like we covered some new ground here today, which I wasn't sure that we would, but I'm happy that <laughs> we did. Good. Um, And so with that, I will remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find all this information at our website, hitchedmag.com, along with uh, hundreds of of podcast episodes thousands of articles and uh you can sign up for our free newsletter that goes out weekly so hopefully you uh, do that as well i I think it's a really easy way to stay up to date on the latest info so with that we're going to wrap it up until next time take care everybody
0: we're on top of the world tonight